Hey, it's Kate. Hey, it's Joanna. Do you like women who laugh like Roseanne? Do you like jumping in a pool full of lemon juice covered in paper cuts? Do you like loading a bowl at the end of a hard day? If you answered yes to one or more of these questions, you should listen to Butt Stuff on the Journey into Comics Network. The following is a Journey into Comics Network production. Welcome to Literature. I'd like to start by introducing today's guest, Michelle, who's been an amazing friend of mine. Um, we actually met on Bookstagram. Yes, we did. <laughs> I mean, it's been over a year. Been almost two that I started stalking you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was a funny yeah. story, because I liked all of your photos, and I was like, in love with your account. And then eventually you started talking back to me. Yeah. And then we became super besties. How many days on Snapchat? We have to brag about that. I think it's 308. 309. Oh, 309. Look at that. That's even better. Thank you. <laughs> it's on your end, too. <laughs> but... <clears throat> But yeah, um, and Michelle, you have a blog that you've I been do. doing for a while. Yeah, it's almost two years. <clears throat> oh. I just dropped something. Yeah, no, I, I have a blog. It's been almost two years that I've had it, so that's coming up in April. <laughs> I just turned on my TV. <laughs> Accidentally. We're just having technical issues. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And another thing I love about you is your Hogwarts house. It's yes, so I am a Ravenclaw. And your husband is a Hufflepuff. He's a Hufflepuff. <laughs> and it's so adorable. <laughs> oh, I love it. And your kids are sorted into their houses. <laughs> one's a Ravenclaw like me, the other one's a Hufflepuff like him. The family divided. <laughs> okay, what is Oakley? Have you put Oakley in a house? I haven't, but I'm pretty sure he'd probably be a Slytherin because he likes to chew up our underwear. <laughs> That's pretty weird. <laughs> I love your dog so much. His little his big chest, and he's so small. But he's so big, you know? He thinks he's so tough. <laughs> Padfoot's definitely a Hufflepuff. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what Mike is? 
Because obviously you're a Gryffindor. He's a Gryffindor, too. Oh, really? Yeah. That's cool. Um, <laughs> my cat lady would definitely be a Slytherin, and Zuki would be a Hufflepuff, but actually, I really think that he would just be a muggle. Because <laughs> Zuki, you're the muggle He's just cat. so plain that he's just a muggle. <laughs> Squib. I love that. <laughs> but no, um, Caitlin got Padfoot a uh, bandana, and it says Gryffindog on it. I'm like, I wish it was true, but he's a Hufflepuff. <laughs> a Hufflepuff. He is a Hufflepuff. A hundred pound Hufflepuff that's scared of everything. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Okay. So we're going to get into Harry Potter here today. We haven't actually talked about this. We are going to talk about the (laughs) first Harry Potter book. Harry Potter and the Sorcerer slash Philosopher's Stone. You know, because America had to be fucking different. (laughs) (laughs) So, what made you love Harry Potter? Well, there's quite a few things that honestly made me love it. Like, funny story, actually. At first, um, when it first came out, my parents were so strict, and we weren't actually allowed to watch it, because magic wasn't allowed in our house. Like, anything to do with magic. (laughs) So, I actually wasn't um, allowed to watch it. It was kind of banned until I was, like, 20. Because right away when I was 18, I had a kid and just kind of was put to the back of my mind. So I don't know. I don't know if there's one specific thing that made me love it so much. I think it's just like a bunch of tiny things that added up to make it amazing. You know, growing up at times, I felt a bit like Harry. Well, I mean, now that I think about it, I'm probably more like Dobby because, you know, just wanted that freedom sock. Yeah. But I think just like it's very relatable. And it um, just gives you hope that, you know, that there's magic out there, no matter what type of life you lived. Yeah, just reading the books feels like magic in itself. I don't think any other book has given me the feelings that Harry Potter has, you know. It's just amazing. I think the world that the author created is just so astounding, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, I... I'm completely with you on that 100% because, I mean, I feel the same way. And we had two different childhoods, but I think that Harry Potter is so relatable. Like, anyone who every type of kid. Yeah, you connect to somebody in that book. Like, it doesn't matter who the fuck you are, you feel connected to somebody. Something resonates with you in that book. It does. Yeah, that, I cry... Every time I read Harry Potter and watch the movies. <laughs> I cry during the movies and in the later books. You know, the first three books are kind of more timid and not as emotional, but yeah. But I do cry. <laughs> it happens. I can admit it. <laughs> okay, speaking, you know, we're back on Harry Potter books here. You have a very unique copy of Harry Potter. I do. I have one of the first edition ones that came out in Canada. 
Um, so first of all, mine is the Philosopher's Stone, unlike yours. Fucking <laughs> <Talking> America. <laughs> and then also, I have the one wand twice typo. So on pay on my page fifty-three, where the hair where Harry's um equipment list is for Hogwarts, it says one wand, one cauldron, one set glass or crystal vials. One telescope, one set of brass scales, and one wand. So it's quite rare. It was fixed by, I think, right after this copy would have been. But, yeah, it's really cool. I love my copy. <laughs> yeah, when you said that, I got super excited. I'm just like, holy fuck. How awesome to have a typo of such a popular book. Like, how do you miss one wand twice? <laughs> twice. <laughs> but I, I think they ended up changing it from one wand. I don't even know. I think it's like, I think they changed it to like Dittany or like some sort of like potion book or something. I can't remember what they changed it to, but because I don't have a version that has it changed in it. But I'm, I'm looking through my version here and... Holy fuck, not my page 53. <laughs> <laughs> Holy fuck. Okay, so in the background, I don't know if it's going to pick it up, but we have Padfoot just tearing apart a rope, just <laughs> shredding it right now. I don't know if they changed it anything. Mine has one wand, one cauldron, one set glass or crystal vials, one telescope, one set brass scales, and then right underneath that is students may also bring an owl or a cat. Oh, so they just so, erased it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was one wand is at the bottom of the brass scales. Yep. So it was a first thought Wait. and an afterthought. And last. <laughs> like, this is important. Oh, fuck, this is important. Like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's not how that went, but... <laughs> I'd like to envision it. <laughs> we should remind them again. <laughs> one fucking one. Okay. <laughs> All right. So Michelle and I both reread Harry Potter, you know, in the past couple weeks. I was super behind. Super behind. My gosh. But we were searching for different questions and Pretty much just whatever random fucking thought came to mind while rereading this book. <laughs> a lot of random thoughts came to mind. Yeah, so we're going to go through those with you today. Um, Michelle, you have the first thing that we are talking about. Right, okay, so I was completely shocked by the three adults, you know, um, McGonagall, Dumbledore, and Hagrid. When they dropped off Harry... At the very beginning of the book, you know, he was not, let's put aside the fact that they knew that he slept in a cupboard for 11 years and didn't do anything about it, which was obviously quite stupid of them. But what really got me the first couple pages was that they put Harry in a blanket on the steps and then just left. Like, you know, not even ring the doorbell or like wait till they make sure that he was found. They just kind of like put him down and like, good luck. <laughs> yeah. That is, I get, 
it's so fucking weird. I get why they took him to the muggle world so he wasn't super fucking conceited and shit, but that's kind of the <laughs> other extreme, you know? Just kind of like, good luck! Well, you're not gonna be cocky, but you're gonna get abused, so, you know, yeah. totally, total balance. But, you know, at least, like, because later on there, it explains the whole reason why he had to be there, and I get yeah. that, but... But fuck, but still. man. Like, get him out of the cupboard. It took 11 years right? for him to get a bedroom. I mean, Jesus. Oh, I, we probably should have put in the beginning of this. Spoiler alerts. <laughs> if you have not read Harry Potter, please stop listening to this. Go read it and ah! come back. And we Don't didn't read it and come back. <laughs> Just come back right to this second here and we will resume. <laughs> Just push the pause button. Yeah. Just read the whole book and be back. <laughs> okay, so here's another thing. You know what story I would love to hear? I would love to hear the story of how Dumbledore Dumbledore got that scar above his knee. The one that looks like the London Underground. Like that would be such a fucking interesting story. Like, how do you get a scar in that shape? <laughs> yeah, because I feel Did you, like, fall down a hill and, like, scrape it up? Or, like, was he born with it? Yeah, that would be really interesting to hear. Like, did you just fucking, like, smack it on your desk or something and... You got oh, a, look at that! You got something really interesting from nothing. <laughs> or did he do something, like, super insane with Grindelwald or something, and all he has left is this London underground scar? <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, it's, how, do, how does one get one of those? And I would like to know. Because I would totally want to get that kind of scar, because Dumbledore's a badass. That's pretty badass. <laughs> So I have my weird thought of the beginning of this book. How the fuck did Harry stay asleep after Hagrid stopped the motorcycle? Because, you know, one of my friends just had a baby, and my fucking God, you stop moving, and they start crying. How did They he, do. Yeah, so how did he go through this flying motorcycle, and that's what put him to sleep, but when he stops moving, he doesn't wake up? He was really tired. <laughs> they gave him something. <laughs> Not only are they leaving a baby on the doorstep. Here's some but sleeping medicine. <laughs> That's a really fucked up thought. Here's a set. Well, I mean, they left him on the step. Yeah. So I wouldn't put sedative. it past them. You're in a basket. Here's a note. We're not gonna say anything else. Okay, bye. <laughs> okay. So, obviously, you know, fucking Harry is the boy who lived. So, Voldemort's gone, blah, blah, blah. Everyone's celebrating. It's been a long fucking time. But why are they not more concerned about muggles figuring out their existence? Like, they're going around, and they're not wearing their muggle clothes, and they're telling muggles to fucking rejoice. Like, Vernon fucking has someone come up... You should be rejoicing. Baldwin, you know who is fucking gone. Blah, blah, blah. Wouldn't they be horrified of starting something else? Like, wouldn't <laughs> you just, instead of just, oh my god, all free, wouldn't you be a little wary of that? <laughs> well, maybe they were just like, 
you know, like after your team wins, you're like, woo, you know, partying it up. You really don't care what happens. I mean, the Ministry of Magic must have been busy that day trying to, like, get everybody's shit under control. (laughs) That was, like, what, less than 24 hours after it happened. Everybody's all like, woo, you know. But why not do it in the wizarding world, not in the muggle world? (laughs) Because they were all drunk. They all went out drinking. (laughs) Too much butterbeer. A little bit too much (laughs) butterbeer. Took the wrong exit out of the leaky cauldron. <laughs> Just went right back. <laughs> you turn. Okay. So no one really likes the Dursleys. No. They're Just, stupid. <laughs> yeah. Which brings me to the question of what the fuck kind of name is Dudley Dursley? Like, did they hate the him one? when he was born? Like, huh, our last name's Dursley. What sounds good? And Dudley. Dudley alone sounds like a dumb fucking name. (laughs) Right? I know that it's intended in the writing, I'm sure, but Jesus fucking Christ. (laughs) So mean. (laughs) Dudley Dursley. I personally like his, um, his nickname. My little diddy, diddy dums. I'm like, what the hell? (laughs) What the fuck are you smoking, lady? (laughs) I want some. No. (laughs) Okay. But yes, they definitely should not have been allowed to name. And they think that Harry is a stupid name. Like, I mean, come on, guys. Dudley. <laughs> <laughs> it's just what it is. Dudley. I like your face when you say it, too. You just, like, put so much emphasis. Because <laughs> it really bothers me. <laughs> and more about the Dursleys. Okay, what is Vernon's job again? Um, he's a drill producer. How he much? makes, or he sells drill bits to companies. How much does he fucking make? Because fucking Dudley's birthday. God, I hate that name. Dudley. Dudley. <laughs> but Dudley's birthday, they can afford 37 big presents. Like, what was it? A helicopter and some computer shit and all this other stuff. Like, dude... My my husband would be lucky to get one of those things for his birthday, you know? And it's not like we're... My husband's been wanting a Nintendo Switch for years, and I haven't gotten one for him. But, like, holy shit, how do you afford all of this? 37 presents. Oh my god. Yeah, 37. And then the next thing that really fucking bothers me. This fucking kid counts up to 37 presents, and then Petunia goes... Oh, well, we'll get you two more presents. And the motherfucker can't figure it out. <laughs> like, 30, 30, 30 what? 30 fucking nine, dude. <laughs> and again, right. the next thing that's fucking wrong with this. Is it pronounced smeltings? Did I fuck that up? The private school that Dudley's going to go to? Yeah, smeltings. Yeah, super fucking proper and elite. How did he get in there if he can't count from 37 to 39? (laughs) I would say that they, like, paid it off, but at the same time, again, how would they afford that? Uh, Yeah. It sounds like a fucking prestigious school. And how the fuck do you make money selling, like, drill bits? I mean, fuck. Companies. (laughs) 
Let's talk about minimum wage. No. <laughs> and then, I wonder what he gets paid. I don't know what you do, but I want to do it. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Moving on. It really fucking bothers me. <laughs> My thoughts rereading Harry Potter. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, Harry doesn't know that he's a wizard yet. He doesn't have any friends or anything like that to really speak of. No one's going to send him a letter. He's never had a letter. And then he gets his Hogwarts letter. He doesn't know what the fuck it is. So, obviously, <laughs> Petunia and Vernon, you know, they take it away. But later that night, uh, Vernon gives Pat... He gives Patty? Wow. <laughs> wow. He gives it to my dog. No. <laughs> but no, he gives Harry a bedroom. The bigger, yeah. Yeah, he gives him the smallest bedroom, Dudley's second bedroom. But then the next fucking day, early in the morning, from an owl, he gets the smallest bedroom written instead of the cupboard under the stairs. Where the fuck are these letters written? Because Hogwarts is so fucking far away. There's no way that somehow they had information that Harry was now in a bedroom, got to fucking Hogwarts, someone wrote the letter, and then an owl fucking, like, speed of fucking light went <laughs> fucking Harry. It's like, come on. Like, where are they Like, express? <laughs> express owls. Owl express. Turbo engine owls. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Extra horsepower. <laughs> bothered me before when I read it, and now it really fucking bothers me. Well, it's just like, like, do you ever wonder how they even, like, know where they're going to deliver the messages? You know, like, if you're at, like, your aunt's house, and someone sends you a letter, like, the owls know that you're at your aunt's house. Like, how the hell does that even work? Like, you know, if Dumbledore's at Hogwarts, and someone sends a letter to, Hog like, to Dumbledore, and he goes to London, like, it'll end up in London. Like, how... How does that even work? Like, what kind of magic do the owls have? Right? Like, some sort of, like, GPS. They're just a... But, <laughs> and everyone has a tracker on them. <laughs> like, everyone... But then you'd think that, like, phones. that type of tracker could be, like, tracked through the ministry, too. But then, like, the ministry can't find people, but the freaking owls can. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking... Doesn't an owl meet... No. An owl meets up with... Dumbledore halfway through his journey back or some shit like that. Yeah. Like he what intercepted the, fuck? the owl. Like. <laughs> oh hey, you knew where I was. Cool. Or when Harry gets in the next book, we'll talk about it. But you know, all of a sudden he gets his Hogwarts letter when he's at the Weasleys. Like, how the fuck did the yeah. owl know? That's just it. Like I have a feeling that this is going to be an ongoing topic throughout all of the books. <laughs> It took, like, four of them in their defense, but I agree. Like, that's got to be so awkward to carry while you're flying. <laughs> and, okay, another thing. So, God, when Hagrid has, um, he puts the scroll or whatever for Dumbledore in the owl's beak. Mm -hmm. Like, what if the owl wants to talk or something? He's going to drop the <laughs> motherfucker. Like, it's not tied to his feet like in Game of Thrones or something. It's just 
here's, it's going to be in your beak, you can't eat, you can't fucking say anything, like, good luck. <laughs> maybe, maybe that shows that it's, like, an important letter, like, you can't do anything until you get there. It is expressed. <laughs> Just, you're a turbo owl. Go. <laughs> no stops along the way. <laughs> well, that, that conversation got it. <laughs> Okay, so another question I had, because obviously Harry gets his letter, and he goes to the school, right? Mm -hmm. But I want to know, like, before, obviously, Harry went to a muggle school, because Hogwarts, I think, only starts at, like, 11, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, at 11. So, where do wizards learn, like, their essential life skills? You know, like, reading, math, writing, and all that stuff. Like, is there a wizard version of preschool or kindergarten? Like, or do they just, are they all homeschooled before 11? Yeah. Or do, are they just, like, born expected to know all this stuff? Like, you popped out, oh, you're a wizard, it's okay, you know like, how to write. And would their science and stuff be different? Because, you know, you have math and science and all that stuff is just super basic stuff. Mm-hmm. Do they mm-hmm. have... Because what, you know, is in the wizarding world would not be scientifically accurate in the muggle world. So is it different? Yeah. I would think so. And math, like, where do they... Yeah. What the fuck do they do up to 11 years old? (laughs) Like, gardening and shit? Hey, bitch, mow my lawn with snow magic because you haven't gone to school yet. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I, I can't figure that out because, you know, Harry's been going to muggle school for a while. And what do mm-hmm. the muggle schools think when all of a sudden this kid just fucking disappears at 11 years old? Like, where do the muggle parents say they sent their child? That's a good question. Oh, they went to whatever the fuck, and then they're not... They went to an elite private school you somewhere else. <laughs> we shipped them off to boarding school. It's so private, you can't even know what it is. Exactly. <laughs> I have a dog harassing a cat in here. All up on that my fantastic fun. beasts and where to find them books. <laughs> <laughs> now I have a dog. Also, because then, you know, eventually Hagrid goes and finds Harry for his birthday and all that. Do you ever realize how many times people bring up Lily's eyes? Yeah. Like, how many people so intensely looked at her eyes? Like, I don't even know what my mom's eyes look like. Honestly, if you showed me, like, a bunch of eyes on a screen, I couldn't tell you. Like, how do people remember, like, someone's eyes that they've seen probably, like, 20 years ago? Right? Like, I can't think of... Unless think I'm of someone from school. <laughs> yeah, if it's someone I'm with all the time, like, I can think of it, but someone from school that I talk to occasionally or whatever, I don't even know what their fucking face looks like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna remember what their eyes are. But it's just creepy how many people are like, you have Lily's eyes. Like, oh my god. Or was, were her eyes super intensely green? Because Maybe. green, but, you know, green to me, I mean, it's pretty, but it doesn't stand out in my mind. I haven't think, I can't think of anyone with, holy fuck, green, you know? No. <laughs> holy fuck, green. Holy fuck, <laughs> green. <laughs> I think we both had 
a similar question about the underage magic change? <laughs> yes, we did. Okay, um, so the rules of underage magic. Like, could underage magics... Magics? Could underage <laughs> wizards use magic back when Lily was at school? Because, like... Um, I think there was there was a question that you had brought up. I can't remember what it was that like um that Petunia had said about Lily doing magic when they were younger, turning stuff into toadstools or whatever. But like Harry he at the end of the book, you know, he's like, I'm gonna have so much fun with Dudley over the summer. But would Petunia not know that underage kids can't do magic? Yeah, because there was... Unless they changed that rule? Yeah, because it seems like when Lily was going to school, they could do underage magic. Because mm-hmm. she bitched about what what her sister did over the summer vacation. Mm-hmm. Like, trying to step into toadstools or something. I think there was... Yeah, I, I, I didn't save the page on that, but yeah. She was transfiguring something. But yeah. now you fucking do something simple and, uh, oh, fuck, <laughs> you're in trouble. <laughs> so did it change during Voldemort's thing? Like, you can't practice anything outside of Hogwarts so that maybe they're not doing dark magic outside of Hogwarts or something? Like, because of because yeah. of Voldemort? That would make sense. I mean, he could have been doing the Horcruxes at home. Yeah, because it was when he was outside of school, I believe. At least I would hope. <laughs> so yeah, like maybe that's what it is. But anyway, that maybe it's she just didn't think about it, and it is an actual plot hole. I don't want to think that way. <clears throat> I think she's too smart for for that type of plot hole. <laughs> That just seems like such a weird plot hole to be overlooking. Yeah. So, yeah, I want to know why it was okay then, but not okay now. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) What did you do? I knocked over my lighter and scared the crap out of me. (laughs) So, let's talk about how Harry was super poor. He got all of Dudley's, like, old clothes and everything. And he doesn't know what having money is like, and all of a sudden he has wizarding money. Like, that's pretty badass. But what about muggle families? How do they get wizarding money? Is there a conversion rate from muggle money to wizard money? How do muggles get there wizarding would. money? Because... Um, in the second... No, which book? Which book is with Lockhart? Uh, Two. The second one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hermione meets them in Diagon Alley, and she's like, oh, my parents are just at the bank getting some muggle money. Or some... some like, exchanging their muggle money. So I would think that there'd be an exchange. Does it change I just don't know the what economy? It would be. <laughs> Does it change drastically every day? I don't know. And what That's the fuck question. do the goblins do with the muggle money? What's the point of it? Feed it to the dragons? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, do they... Melt it down? <laughs> Or does it go back to the muggles, to the muggles who do know that wizards are, you know, a thing, the higher-ups? Is that, like, what happens with that money? Because... Like, it goes know, back to the government kind of thing? Yeah. Maybe? 
fuck if I know. And then Harry's good vault. Question. Harry's vault. I never thought about this before, but what the fuck was the green smoke coming out of his vault? Was there green smoke coming out of his vault? Yeah. I don't know if I saved the page. Let me see if I can find it really quick. Oh, shit. I'll reach into the book. Was that... Okay, okay. I think I have it. That was quick. <laughs> I'm, on page, I'm on page 75 in my book, so it's probably a lot earlier in yours. <laughs> yeah. So... <clears throat> As Gripbook unlocked the door, a lot of green smoke came billowing out, and as it cleared, Harry gasped. Inside <laughs> were mounds of gold coins, columns of silver, heaps of little bronze nuts. <laughs> and he knows what nuts are. That I just caught that. <laughs> I just caught that. It was explained it was explained to him right before they went uh through because I just saw that on my page forty two. That okay. Hagrid's was explaining what they are in um in the bar. Okay. But yeah, the green smoke. Maybe it's like one of those like trick things where like if you like, open the vault and there's green smoke, you'll die. Like, oh fuck, boy! But and another thing, green comes up so much. The color green comes up so much in this book. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's her favorite color. Has to do with the eyes. I feel like it's foreshadowing or something, you know? Like, maybe to foreshadow that Harry's a horcrux. That's why, you know, the whole Slytherin thing. Like, what if? Shut up. Sorry. What was that? That was my phone. Oh. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> okay. So on page 77 in my book, I really wish... That we had the same book. And, it, okay, we're going to backtrack here about this fucking difference in Sorcerer's and Philosopher's Stone. Does it piss you off that on Goodreads it only has the Sorcerer's Stone? If I type in the full thing and the Philosopher's Stone, it does come up, but it's, like, very little few people have read it. Like, you have to type out the whole thing before it'll actually pop up. It's so annoying. <laughs> but, yeah, does it bother you that it's, like... Kind of. I mean... Because I specifically went to look... When I, like, reviewed it on Goodreads, I specifically went to look for the Philosopher's Stone one, because <laughs> I was like, I don't have the Sorcerer's Stone. Yeah. Uh, wasn't it a marketing thing? Or something? Like, you know, people in the United know. States were too dumb? I didn't know about it, in, really, until you had mentioned it that first time. <laughs> But yeah, why is it a marketing thing? Why does the U.S. market have to be different and then everything else follows it? That's so dumb. It was supposed to be the Philosopher's Stone. Why couldn't we just keep it that way? Even though, when you smoke too much, you can't say it. Maybe that's why. <laughs> the Philosopher's Stone. <laughs> well, because, yeah, I don't know, because the movie is Sorcerer's Stone, too. Yeah, everything's Sorcerer's Stone. It's that's so annoying. dumb. Okay. And we both had a question about this. So on page 81 in my book... Wait, I was going to go You're talking about page 77. I'm about... I just totally skipped over that. 
<laughs> I'm getting so off track. So, in 77, in my book, Harry meets Draco for the first time. Of course, he doesn't know that he's Draco yet. But, you know, he's talking about, oh, my dad's over there looking at whatever the fuck, and then my mom's looking at wands. Right? Why is she looking at the wands? Is she looking for herself? And, like, do you just, I want an upgrade. I want the latest model (laughs) wand. Like, (laughs) maybe. Maybe she broke hers? Maybe. Because I was thinking, like, because, you know, the dad's getting stuff for, you know, his kid for school. Isn't that what she would be doing at the moment? Get Helping him get stuff for school? And you the think so. chooses the wizard, so you can't... What's the <laughs> point of looking if he's not there? <laughs> yeah, if anything, she could do the robes, like, give the sizes and do that instead of... Yeah. But no, that's weird. Page 81. <laughs> Page 81. <laughs> you know, Hagrid... In your book. <laughs> So Hagrid's going to get, you know, Harry some sort of pet for his birthday, and, you know, toads are out of style, owls are badass, but, and cats are cool, but they make him itchy? Was that it? Yeah, something like that. So, is Hagrid allergic to cats? And if so, how much does it suck going into the castle? Right? Like, I'm allergic to cats, so for me, it would be a nightmare. Like, I was wondering if there's some sort of, like, potion? Because, like, with that many cats in one place, I don't think even Benadryl would cut it for me, honestly. <laughs> like, I would need some divine intervention for that shit. <laughs> On top of being allergic to cats, you're allergic to Benadryl. Because <laughs> there are people like that, and that totally sucks. So, like, I, it would suck. Like, is there, like, a anti-allergy spell? Yeah, and if potion. so... Why didn't someone do it for Hagrid? Like, he fucking works there. Motherfucker, give me the allergy spell because I can't because you took my wand away because I was expelled, motherfucker. Like, I don't want to be itchy every time I come in here. I want to breathe out of both nostrils and not die. Sorry, I have a light cramp. Killing me. I okay. Was, I was very concerned. <laughs> it just started spasming. <laughs> okay, where were we? Right, allergies. <laughs> but yeah. But what about the deathly allergic witches and wizards? Yeah. Live in a bubble? I don't, I didn't hear, I didn't read anything about a bubble head at Hogwarts. Like, that just I'm sorry, I have to, I have to decline my invitation to Hogwarts. I'm allergic to cats. (laughs) That'd be horrible. Wouldn't it? But yeah. I think even though I was allergic, I would find a way. (laughs) Yeah, I would too, but luckily I'm not allergic, so. I can go to Hogwarts safely without dying. (laughs) So we're kind of moving back into wands. How old is Ollivander? Because holy fuck, it's like he remembers everybody from forever ago. He doesn't have any fucking kids. So who's going to be the Ollivander when he dies? Because, you know, that's just a family-owned business. They've all been who the fuck ever Ollivander. And then 
So who's going to be the new Ollivander when he's gone? Like Maybe there's, like, a nephew or, like, a great-nephew that's learning the family business to take over eventually. Because, I mean, there can't be only one wand store in, like, all of the world. Yeah, that was... <laughs> Everyone has to come to fucking London for this shit. Come to Diagon <laughs> Alley now. And, okay, what if there's... You know, in the future, because everyone's going to be, I can do whatever I want. My family doesn't own me. And some <laughs> Ollivander decides, I don't want to fucking make and sell wands. So he goes and does his own thing, and there's no one to take over the Ollivander wand shop. Does someone legally change their name? And <laughs> does, do you have to go to the Ministry of Magic? I want to change my last name to Ollivander so, you know, I fit in the whole wand selling business. <laughs> That's not weird when I take over. <laughs> yeah, so it's not like, this is Ollivander's wand shop. Hi, my name is... Jeff Cap. Jingle. <laughs> Jeff Jingle. <laughs> I can't think of any name. <laughs> I That was the best I got. Last name, Smith. There you go. Super basic and muggle. <laughs> Oh, God. Holy fuck, my floor is covered in a lot of rope. I'm just going to not look at that. <laughs> okay. So, Haggard got expelled. Mm-hmm. And, you know, snapped his wand. He can't, he's not supposed to be doing anything. Mm-hmm. But what about everyone else? Like, Haggard got a nice position with Dumbledore and, you know... He gets really lenient treatment on doing magic. What about everyone else? Like, do you become a disgrace to the fucking wizarding world? Like, what happens to you? You can't... No one has said anything about transferring to a different school. Like, Mm -hmm. well, now you have to move to America. (laughs) And (laughs) fucking go over there. (laughs) I don't know. How many people do you think get expelled from Hogwarts? I mean, if they could get... Because he got expelled for Aragog, right? Yeah. Like, what if you're a sleepwalker and you get expelled because you <laughs> keep walking out of the fucking room, you know? Like, what happens? I don't know. That's a good question. Oh, also, do you know how long it took me to realize... Okay, I just reread Harry Potter for, like, the sixth time and i watched the movies and it was just this last time actually because i'm dumb as hell that i realized that the fucking umbrella is his damn wand yeah the, the pieces of his wand that all of was like you better not be using that and i didn't even I'm notice not. my freaking husband is the one that told me he's like he's like yeah because the umbrella is his wand and i'm like it is I'm just like, I am an idiot. Oh my goodness. You're not an idiot. Is that your TV again? It's a wand. (laughs) I didn't realize my kid's wand was beside me. (laughs) So now that we've gone through Diagon Alley, we're going to King's Cross Station. So the night before, Harry has to ask Vernon, 
hey, will you take me to King Cross Station? Because how the fuck else is he going to get there, you know? And the only reason that they're going to take him is because they're already going to London to take Dudley to the hospital for his fucking pigtail. pigtail. (laughs) Which, honestly, it's been a month. Like, you let him sit there for a month with it? Yeah, with the tail. So, you have enough money. Do not get that taken care of as soon as possible? You have enough money to buy 39 (laughs) birthday presents, but, well, son, you have a pigtail. We're just going to have to wait for the money to come back. (laughs) (laughs) What did he wear? How uncomfortable was that tail? Did it have nerve endings that he could feel? Was it just something he didn't feel at all and it was just there? I would assume it would probably just be there. But what the fuck did they say at the hospital? (laughs) He was born with it? (laughs) But they probably have all of his medical records to show that he. I guess. Did Maybe that's why they went to London. We have to go. Maybe really he wasn't far born away. in London. Like we'll take him to a different hospital. <laughs> he was born that way. We just got the money. We're paying cash. Please don't have our names. <laughs> he just started being bullied in the locker room. <laughs> about it. We gotta get rid of this. <laughs> and another. Why does nobody tell Harry how to get onto the platform? Like, why is that not right? Here's your ticket. Here's your ticket. Go fuck yourself. You know. It's basically, it's basically this step all over again. Like, just leave him there. Good luck. <laughs> Bye. And what about the Muggleborns? There's nothing in the Hogwarts letter about getting on to the platform. How do they figure it out? Unless they just so happen to be as lucky as Harry and run into another wizarding family because you could probably spot them a mile away. But I didn't think of that. Like, how would Hermione have found it? Yeah. Because we don't go through her struggle. I want to know her struggle getting onto the platform. That's a story I want to hear. I want to know, like, when you get the letter as, like, a complete muggle family, when you get the letter... You obviously must think it's, like, a prank at first, right? Like, do they yeah. send someone to your house to be like, oh, by the way, you know? Like, or do they just send a letter and, like, They just keep sending letters until you respond. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking everyone had chimney fulls of letters, but it's not on the news. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Patty is so jealous that I'm not paying attention to him. Okay, so now that we're on the train, you know, we're going, (laughs) Harry buys all the candy. All All of it. It's so awesome. (laughs) If I were rich like Harry at that time, and I hadn't had any of that, I would have been a fat motherfucker and just ate everything, (laughs) you know? So, he gets the chocolate frog, and he gets Dumbledore. And they go through this whole thing, and at the end it has random stuff he likes. But I feel like they forgot knitting patterns. They forgot to tell everyone on his card that Dumbledore loves knitting patterns. We learned that, you know, in the Half-Blood Prince. (laughs) After he comes out of the bathroom. Yeah. I really love knitting patterns. I feel like that should have been such an important thing on that. Because what did they even have? Was it even interesting? Okay, I have it. He likes lemon sherbet. Oh my god, I dropped the lighter. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Considered by many the greatest wizard of modern... Modern? Modern? Modern times. Dumbledore's part- 
particularly famous <laughs> for his defeat. I'm Coral now. <laughs> In the defeat of the Dark Wizard Grindelwald in nineteen forty five for the discovery of the twelve uses of dragon's blood and his work on alchemy with his partner, Nicholas Famel, <clears throat> Professor Dumbledore Professor Jesus <laughs> Professor Dumbledore Dumbledore. <laughs> Enjoys chamber music and ten pen bowling. Why was fucking knitting patterns not in there? I feel really upset about it. <laughs> I want a reprinted, reprinted copy of this book, and I want With knitting, knitting patterns. patterns. Please, J.K. For me, <laughs> you don't know who I am, and I'm really not that important of a person. But, but if you're listening, <laughs> yeah, you're probably never gonna hear it anyway. Okay, so where were we? We were on the Hogwarts Express eating chocolate, right? So now we are at Hogwarts, and all of the first years are sorted, or well, are put into a room to await the sorting, right? So they all think it's like a test. Even Hermione's, like, Hermione, good lord, Hermione's wondering what spell she might need to use for the test, and if, like, you know, a few sentences later, Hermione's like, Oh, the ceiling's bewitched. I read it in Hogwarts of History. Okay, so my question for this is, if there's talk about the ceilings in Hogwarts of History, then there probably would have been some fucking mention of, like, a magical sorting hat ceremony that you, like, put the hat on your head and it says something. Would there not have been? Like, why would you think it's a test and then be like, oh, yeah. oh Hogwarts of History... The most important thing when you get sorted into your houses, which is such a big fucking part of Hogwarts, by the way, will never, history. <laughs> will never mention this fucking hat. Not once. You're all going to be fucking horrified. <laughs> I mean, it's a freaking talking hat. Like, how would that not be mentioned? Right? And it's the hat that decides your course for the rest of your fucking Hogwarts career. That hat is the start of it. It's not getting the robes. It's not walking in. It's that fucking hat. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I mean, there's got to be something in Hogwarts history about, like, how the hat was enchanted. So, like, yeah. she should have known that it wasn't, wasn't, wasn't a test. Yeah. More people should know. And why does no one tell their kids? Why is every, everyone's horrified of this hat? Is it like when your children, they're all super mean? Oh, yeah, when you get to Hogwarts and you put on that sorting hat, you're going to be in pain. Like, <laughs> what is that? <laughs> because obviously the Weasley brothers are going to do that, you know. Fred and George yeah, are going to be Yeah, and it made sense for brother. Ron to be worried. Yeah. But why is everybody worried? Neville's <laughs> grandmother should have been like, yeah, don't worry about it. You'll be fucking fine. You know, just put on a hat. It's just fucking hat. Calm the fuck down. Calm those titty. No. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm just gonna point this out. The guy who grew, who Rest played Neville. Those <laughs> the guy who played Neville Longbottom in the movies he grew up to be wow. My goodness. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> One of my major crushes right there. I yeah. mean, honestly, I had a crush on him when he was, like, younger Neville, too. Like, I like the dorky look as well. You know, yeah. it's my thing, but. <laughs> <laughs> While we both sit here in our in our glasses. 
talking about books. Yes. Yeah, we look nerdy. We look so sophisticated. Oh, okay. Nerdy's another way to go, I guess, but okay. <laughs> dorky look. Okay, so, obviously, when I was younger, when I read Snape's class, and he asked Harry all the questions of, you know, Asphodel and Wormwood and the drought of the living dead and all that. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize it was foreshadowing at the time until, you know, you've read up to the Half-Blood Prince and then it's just like, holy fuck. This is like foreshadowing five books ago. <laughs> so what, I wonder if it was Mendes foreshadowing at the time or if it was just something she thought of when she was writing the Half-Blood Prince. I don't know. Anyway, I don't know. That got me super excited when I was reading it. Like, the mention of Bezor just, like, poof, I skyrocketed super happy about it. <laughs> Such a weird thing to be happy about. I'm so happy. <laughs> Fucking happy just Bezor in this book. <laughs> Drat of the Living Death. I'm glad that's in there, too. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Your nerdiness astounds me sometimes. <laughs> I mean, it's been a year. You'd think I'd get used to it. <laughs> the little tiny things like... <gasps> <laughs> okay, where were we? Okay. Okay, so another example, because I just can't get over the adulting in this book, because there is none. Um... <laughs> Okay, so, yeah, okay, there's a troll in the castle. Seems like a good plan for everyone to leave the safe room where we can lock the doors and keep everybody together and scatter throughout the castle back to your, to your, um, dorms. Like, it's not the best plan of action, you know? In a crisis, you should keep all the children in one room, you know? Yeah, and... Not like... And especially, isn't this, aren't the Slytherins, like, actually by the dungeon? (laughs) Right, yeah, they are by the dungeon. And, yeah, like, trolls are dumb. They made that comment. Why not just keep everyone in the Great Hall, and you could put up some sort of fucking shield, and nothing's gonna happen. Ever. Exactly. Send send some of the teachers out, keep someone to protect the kids, but you'd pretty much be safe as hell in in the Great Hall. Yeah. Yeah, that makes no sense. And I, I never thought about that until you pointed it out. And now... Because I'm a mom. I would keep my kids together. Has to be it. I can't control my... I only have the fur babies, and, well, they're always dispersed, so... They're fucked, you know. <laughs> oh, I'm so, <laughs> so sorry. I feel like holding mine in. I'm classy. Yeah. On butt stuff, I'm not classy at all. Now it's wearing off onto this one. <laughs> so, along with the juice. things that make no sense about juice. the Night of the Troll on Halloween, you know, mm-hmm. Ron and Harry make some not great, well, mostly Ron makes some not so great comments about Hermione, and she's so upset she, you know, stays in the bathroom all day. Yeah. So she doesn't know anything about the troll because, well, she's not leaving because, you know, he was a fucking asshole. Yeah. But they go to get her, and that's nice. But why not just fucking say that? Or why not tell one of the professors, hey, 
May and why was checking the bathroom not a fucking protocol anyway? Why would sending the kids out of that grade hall be not protocol? They're not smart teachers. Like <laughs> they don't know how to take care of children. But why would she? I'm gonna go after. I was gonna go after the troll and do this. Why not just say I was in the bathroom and these two came in to try to save me, or whatever? You know that. Why not just say Either the way. truth? The truth sounded way better than the lie. <laughs> Yeah, because then she just sounds like an idiot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was going to go after it. First year, been here two months. Uh, yeah, about two months. <laughs> yeah, a month. <laughs> then it, yeah, two months. <laughs> yeah. So, even though first years aren't supposed to get on their Quidditch team, Harry gets on it anyway, because, you know, he's an awesome flyer. So he's trying to learn about Quidditch, and Wood is telling him all the stuff about these balls and yada yada yada, but they're not going to let the snitch out because it's super, like, it's getting darker or something, and it would be hard to see if it got away or something like that. Yeah. So Wood has no idea what basketball is. Earlier in their conversation when he's describing what Quidditch is, he's like, what is basketball? But they know what mm -hmm. golf balls are? Because they use golf balls instead of the snitch to practice. So basketball yeah. isn't known, but golf, yeah. Us fucking wizards got that. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe. I mean, Dumbledore knows what bowling is. <laughs> so why does he not know what basketball is? I don't know. Maybe basketball's not as popular in the UK either. I have no idea. Oh, fuck, I didn't even think about that. I didn't even think about the real muggle world reasons. <laughs> <laughs> and a random thing from around this section of the book on my page, 184. <laughs> Fucking, is it, it's called, it's Seamus, even though it doesn't look like that. But he, yeah. it, he it says that he piles the ketchup onto his sausages and for whatever reason, I was reading it, I was just like, <laughs> like I obviously so skipped over that part. It sounds so unappetizing. Piled the ketchup yeah. onto his sausages. Ugh. Ketchup onto his sausages. It's just one of those random things that no one's going to think about, but I was just like, oh, that's disgusting. That's <laughs> disgusting. No, I totally agree. That is gross. I'm not, I'm not a huge ketchup fan, so. Yeah. I... I used to like ketchup a lot more when I was little, and I made these really disgusting, like, cheese and ketchup sandwiches on white bread, and then I would <laughs> smash it down because I didn't like the bread. I thought the bread was good for me. Now to learn that, for what I have, it is not. <laughs> but, you know, I would just pile ketchup on it, and I think about that now, and it's so gross. So maybe he's just a really nasty kid, and when he gets older, he's going to be like, ugh. Ketchup sausages. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you would hope so, anyways, because, I mean... <clears throat> okay. So, I'm starting to sound like a broken record because of all this shit, and, but it really bothers me, okay? <laughs> okay. Another example of the bad adulting thing. Okay, so the forest is forbidden to all students, right? Right. So, you know, probably due to the mass amounts of, like, deadly creatures, I would assume, in the in the forest. 
But, okay, so kids act up. They're out of bed late, which is basically all that they were caught for was being out of bed late. And, you know, here's an idea. Here's a detention idea. Let's send them into the forest to look for a unicorn that was killed by a potentially super dangerous creature. Like, who, who, who thought that this was a good detention idea? And, like, I mean, it's, like, 11 o'clock p.m. Like, they couldn't have went to do an earlier detention. Yeah. Like, and, middle of the night, and we're going to keep you up all freaking night, because Filch, when he drops them off, he's like, oh, I'll pick them up at dawn. Yeah, so they stay all night. spent all night. <laughs> and Filch on the way there, I miss the old ways. Like, hanging them up by their wrists. Oh, we're having technical difficulties here. <laughs> Hi. You good? Yeah. Hi. Good. Your face You're paused. Wrong. And I was just, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and now there's two of you again. But no, so on the way to their detention, filters, I miss the old ways, hanging them up, and I miss the screaming. Yeah, sending them into the dark forest really that much better than fucking hanging them from the ceiling because at least there they're not gonna get eaten by fucking anything, you know? Right, exactly. And, and what if and something like, did happen? Fucking Neville got he tripped on a branch and got eaten by a werewolf. Like, how do you explain that to the grandmother? Do they sign some <laughs> contract? Any accidents at Hogwarts? We are not liable. <laughs> Ministry of Magic approved. They must, because, like, I mean, God, I wouldn't be okay with my kids going into the Forbidden Forest, even if it's with Hagrid. I mean, he split them up. Yeah. You guys are gonna go with the dog, because what is Fang gonna do? It's like sending Padfoot in with with my kids into a forest. I probably should have been a Fang. He should have been a Fang. (laughs) Too late now. But yeah, that makes no, no sense, and it never will. It's <laughs> forbidden, but for detention purposes, you're allowed to go in there, have fun. <laughs> and so let's talk about. So yeah, eleven o'clock is super fucking late for detention. They pick them up at dawn. When do the teachers sleep? Because they just wander the halls. They're always ready to fucking catch your ass, you know. And then they Maybe they sleep in shifts. Like, McGonagall's allowed to sleep, like, midnight to five, or four. <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. Because, yeah, there's always either, like, McGonagall, Snape. I think that's basically it. 24-7. Do they have some sort of weird spell where their bodies just don't need sleep, so they're ready? They're ready for when these students mess up. <laughs> God, I need that spell. (laughs) I am tired too often. (laughs) I know, I'm always tired. I'm like, I can't sleep, but I can't really do anything because I'm so tired. (laughs) Maybe they have, like, some kick-ass coffee. (laughs) Like, magic beans. Oh my gosh, if that's a thing, I want it. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like shit today. I'm just going to drink this awesome wizard coffee. Where would that come from? A flourishing bots opened a coffee shop. <laughs> Not Starbucks, but something else. <laughs> I'd go there. I mean, I'd go there anyway, and I would live I'm there. too tired to try to think of a name, but yeah. I feel like 
I feel like if someone can come up with a cool name, they should message you. Yes. <laughs> yeah, if that is, if someone can come up with a really awesome wizarding coffee name, I want it. We will talk about it on the next episode. Because I would be and excited get about mugs that. made. Because. Because. Yes. Because it's a thing. <laughs> because it's going to be a thing. <laughs> so a random thought about no. Dumbledore. You know, they talk about Dumbledore, how powerful he is, and how he was the only person that Voldemort was really horrified of. Well, not really horrified, but, you know. Yeah. Kind of scared of. This motherfucker can be invisible on his own. And I know that's such a small glimpse into what he can do. But, you know, mm-hmm. invisibility cloaks are such a... Very rare, very expensive, and, you know, Harry's invisibility cloak is obviously different, but the ones that are enchanted, they're expensive as fuck, and that, it doesn't last forever, that goes away. But Mm -hmm. Dumbledore can just be invisible. I want that skill, too. Yes. That sounds amazing. Like, and why don't more people, like, why don't more people do that? Maybe they haven't figured out how? Yeah, and Dumbledore's just a badass. (laughs) That doesn't want to share his secret. No, he doesn't. <laughs> I don't blame him, because honestly, could you imagine, like, half the cast being invisible half the time? It would be a pain in the ass. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. So, we're coming to the end of the book now, with this thought. But honestly, it was, like, a mind-blowing thought. And, like, it's not fully me that thought of it, because my husband also helped bring it up. But seriously, so, uh, well, Quirrell, you know, races down to the bottom, I'm going to say it's a basement, because I don't know how else to, I don't know what else to call it. He races down to the basement thing, and he's at the mirror, right? Mm-hmm. But then Harry, Ron, and Hermione are all like, oh my god, we gotta go save it from Snape, because that's what they thought was down there. But if Harry never would have went down to the basement, to the place with the mirror, Voldemort wouldn't have even had a chance to get the stone. Because the stone wasn't even really in the room because of the enchantment. Like, whoever looks in the mirror and wants the stone but wouldn't use it can get it. But obviously, Quirrell and Voldemort aren't going to be able to get that damn stone. So if Harry, like, with Harry being down there and it popping into his pocket, it just, like, almost fucked up the world more than if he would have just stayed in his fucking dorm. (laughs) Right. (laughs) don't wander Hogwarts at night. How many times do we need to fucking tell you, Harry? <laughs> but yeah, I never even thought about that. that right? Like, he would have just stood down there forever, like, what the fuck do I do with this mirror? And so how how long, do I do this? How long would he have stayed down there for? Like, what is the point that you give up on eternal life, you know? <laughs> That's eternal Not long, because, like, Dumbledore, Dumbledore obviously knew that he was down there, because he was on his way back. Yeah. He just happened yeah. to come across Ron and Hermione on his way down, and like, what the fuck are you guys doing here? But, like, it didn't matter how long he stood there. He wasn't gonna get it! Yeah. But Harry being down there, it made it a physical thing. It made it possible, and it was like, right at the tip of his fingers, because of Harry being an idiot. Yeah, because your fucking dumbass mirror self dropped it in your fucking front <laughs> pocket. They didn't, like, shove it up your ass or something where no one would know. It's like, Let me just drop it in your <laughs> front pocket. Go there. <laughs> Harry Potter, R-rated edition. <laughs> X-rated edition. 
I'm done. <laughs> so, in this whole thing, I'm really wondering. So, anyway, Hagrid gets the Sorcerer's Stone from Gringotts when he gets Harry. Mm-hmm. I wonder, in the meantime, there's, like, Hogwarts construction for that thing to go. Because there's no goddamn way that all of these rooms with, you know, the devil snare and everything, there's no fucking way that it was perfectly set up for all of these things to happen. Mm-hmm. And that is so fast to put up, because that's such an intense thing. Like, McGonagall's fucking chess board. <laughs> there's no way there was just a giant chess board under Hogwarts for all these years, and we decided... Yeah, this sounds good. Did they build that? Is there just insane, like, wizard construction guys who just, hey, summer break, all the students are gone. Here's the Maybe magic. that's what, like, the house elves are for. Holy crap, I never even thought about that. That was poor. Like, what, what would they be doing during the summer? They wouldn't be doing anything during the summer, so maybe that's what they, like, were supposed to do. Oh my god, can you imagine being a house elf? And, like, all summer... <laughs> Yeah, all summer you get to make very small portions of meals. And then I'll say, <laughs> oh, fuck, September 1st is coming. We're going to have to be here forever. <laughs> you know? Can you imagine the vast difference between, oh, we just have the teachers and other staff, and then all the students. <laughs> all and I mean, day, like, all meals. <laughs> right? And that's that's a lot of food to cook. Like, yeah. They have to cook all night to have breakfast ready. Right? Or also, we'll get more into that in book five, Order of the Phoenix. Spew. Yeah. <laughs> we'll put it off until then. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh, a cat. Considering you have two, that's not that surprising, but okay. <laughs> it's scary if something jumped up onto the desk and scared the crap out of me. <laughs> so. Well, she is a Slytherin, so what, what do you expect? Yeah, I mean, look at her eye. Look at the camera. She won't look. She won't look at the camera. <laughs> okay, she doesn't want to look at you. Okay, so you had super awesome random thoughts that we've all been wondering. <laughs> have we? Have we all been wondering? All been wondering. <laughs> okay. So, first of all, is there sex ed at Hogwarts? Do you think? It's never mentioned. Like, is that a parents-only thing? Do the parents go over it? There's no such thing as sex ed? Because it's never mentioned. But they also never learn anything about math. Or exactly! Anything. <laughs> Where do they learn that stuff? Like, by the way, like, do they use, here's how you put a condom on, and they use their wands. <laughs> Before you slither in. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure, like McGonagall could transfor- transfigure something into appropriate uh, vessels. And Gorgio for your wife. <laughs> if you're times, lucky, this is what it'll look like. How many times have people gone to the hospital wing because and Gorgio <laughs> went wrong? <laughs> Another question is, how are there not more teen pregnancies at Hogwarts? Because, like, there's only, like, eight teachers maximum. Like, there's got to be some hanky-panky going on in that school. Like, kids are not supervised. Yeah, let's talk about, you know, 
in book six, the sexual tension in that book. Come on. <laughs> right? Everyone right. gets it. Like, does Madame Pomfrey um, offer, like, contraceptive potions? You walk into Hogwarts and in the there's <laughs> contraception. No one's getting pregnant. <laughs> there's just a, a field, like a source, like a whole field. And once you cross the line. Yeah, I was like, I just couldn't think of that word. <laughs> but there's Nobody's a force getting... field. And once you cross over, you can't get pregnant. Nobody's getting pregnant on our watch. Even though we'll send them into the forest to die. I don't want that my front door. <laughs> Can't get pregnant. Okay. Also, do you think there's ever been a lice outbreak from the freaking sorting hat? Like, how gross is that? You put it from, like, head to head to head to head. Like, if that first kid has lice, then it's going to be, like, in everybody, in the entire first year's hair. Right? But and that about... stuff is a bitch. And how, na do they wash that hat? Because think about, you know, the fucking hairspray and hair dye, <laughs> greasy hair of people who don't know how to wash their hair, you know? They're wizards, yeah. not, they're not into hygiene, you know? <laughs> they're not into hygiene. <laughs> like, hygiene's cool, but... <laughs> but magic is cooler. <laughs> yeah. Like, how nasty is that hat? Or does it have some sort of enchantment where... Lice cannot be in this hat. But what happens like if you do have Ellie. lice? Yeah. <laughs> lice repelling hat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then I have one last random thought. How shitty of a job do you think the person that tastes the birdie bots every flavor beans, like, to taste them, to make sure they taste like vomit or boogers or, what, what, what did he have, earwax? Like, how do you, okay, first of all, you have to compare are it. You take, are you like, yeah, exactly. Are you actually eating earwax and vomit to make sure it tastes like. And wouldn't vomit be different, like different kind, like stomach acid vomit, um, oatmeal vomit. Orange Kool-Aid vomit. You know, there's different things going on. Like vomit is a very, very general term in terms of it taste. Is. <laughs> do they like taste all the different vomits and figure out which one's the best like, what's the median here okay yeah have this majority what is the median taste of all these let's put that into a jelly bean <laughs> yeah like or, that's gotta be a really shitty job like grass. i hope it pays a lot grass yeah the earwax would be gross but you know, I wonder how that gets tested here, because we all have the... Yeah. You know, they have the Birdie Bots flavor, Every Flavor Beans, which... Caitlin and I, I have them upstairs, actually. I yeah. have some still, and I don't want to eat them again. <laughs> I, liked, I like a few of them. I like the pepper, and I like the grass. Like, those are both good. But, oh, God, no, the other ones? Rotten Egg is my worst ever. That one, that one I still... I still... Every once in a while, if I think about it, it'll make me gag. As snake, it ensnares the senses. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. I, okay, I didn't get that one originally from a Birdie Bots, but from Bean Boozled. Yeah. Got in Canada? Yeah. Yeah. We, I, we did it for the first time last summer, 
and we bought three boxes, <laughs> like the big boxes too. And we, we did a challenge and we, between four of us, we had to eat an entire box. And by the end of it, we were like throwing up all over the place. It was not pretty. <laughs> oh, that, yeah, that, oh. that, that, but that one, a lot of them just don't stick in my mind, but that one in particular, rotten egg. I could not get rid of that smell. I was done with the game. I could not do it. I just wanted to vomit because you could smell you, it. I know. Did you see the new ones where it had like skunk spray and rot, like dead fish or something? Yeah. And spoiled milk. I'm just like, no way. Yeah. I don't There's know. No way. I would have to be really messed up for that one. And by messed up, I mean I should burn off my taste buds first. <laughs> <laughs> Let me stick my tongue in the toaster real fast. <laughs> Don't do that. If you're like, <laughs> do not ever do that. As a horrible idea, if you do it, that's on you. I didn't. I'm not. It's a horrible I'm idea. Not promoting the tongue joke. in the toaster. Okay. <laughs> it ends here. <laughs> so yeah, that was my last random thought. That just came to mind while I was reading this book. <laughs> I loved those. I never thought about how horrible of a job that would be. Oh my gosh, like, making chocolate frogs would be pretty cool. Just, here's a card. Nope. You know? <clears throat> oh, I'd be so fat if I had that job, though. How is there... I imagine it's just, like, milk chocolate. I've, I've had some of the chocolate frogs. You know, they're not amazing. I haven't had the ones from, you know, Harry Potter World, but the ones that you can get from, like, Barnes & Noble and stuff, and they're okay, but the card is what's exciting. Ron's right. <laughs> the card is what matters. <laughs> I I only have lame ones. Like, I have some random, random bitch that's like, I don't even know who the hell this is. But, okay, since we're on the topic of candy, and we're totally, like, through the list of everything we're talking about, Gosh, you haven't been to Harry Potter World either, right? Oh, no, I wish. I'm not. I'm not rich enough for that. Like, can you imagine being rich enough to go to Harry Potter World and literally get every kind of wizard candy and wizard food that they have? Because let's be honest, food is part of the thing. One of the things that's so awesome it's, about it. Totally is. <laughs> I think like half of my budget when I because I I have goals that eventually I will get to Harry Potter World. Or Wizarding World, whatever, I don't know. I've had too much vodka. Um, when I do get there, I feel like half of my budget is going to be for butterbeer. <laughs> like, I'm just going to, like, walk around the whole time with a butterbeer in my hand. Oh, I'm out of butterbeer. Get me another one. You know, like, another. <laughs> just, like, throw my cup. Another. Give it to me. Oh, my gosh, yes. Because I just, I want to go... And I want to get my robe and everything, and I want to walk around with it. Mm-hmm. And, like, wave a wand. Yeah. And I want to eat wizarding food and just feel like I'm in that world and forget that the muggle mm. world exists and I'm never going to leave. I'm sorry. Yes. Everybody. And I want to buy my pygmy puff. Yes. I want a pygmy puff so bad. <laughs> They're so cute. I want so many stuffed animals from there. It's insane. I do not have that kind of room. <laughs> Or money. <laughs> Definitely not money. <laughs> but 
But yeah, that is going to be a thing, and we should go together. I'm we saying should. it on the podcast. It's documented. I want to go. To make you. it a thing. You can't go without me. <laughs> I mean, you can if you have the money, and I don't. I'm not going to hold you back, but take me with you if I am able to come with you. <laughs> that sounds good. Yes. <laughs> All right, everybody. I think that is the end of this episode. Michelle was an awesome guest. She's going to be on for the rest of these, so get used to her. <laughs> I love her. Thank she you for funny. having me on. Well, it was I so much know. fun. <laughs> so if you would like to follow me on Instagram, I don't have Twitter, but I do have Goodreads, but it is at Literature Podcast. No spaces, no numbers. There's really not a whole lot to it. If you would like to email me, I'm at Podcast Literature because I f- figured, you know, I'd mess it up for you. <laughs> But that is at gmail.com. <laughs> so, if you enjoyed this, tell us what you would like on the next episode because we're going to be doing the Chamber of Secrets. And thank God, that is the same name in every single country. <laughs> every single one is Chamber of Secrets. How exciting is that? <laughs> All right. That is it. Bye. Bye.